What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing podcast, where we are encouraging you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. I'm your host, Coriel, and I got... Somebody real special in the building, y'all. Real special, real special. My girl, Carly Harvey Raymond is in the building. Hi, Maria. How are you? Listen, I have, we've kind of come together. You've, I've, I, anytime I can get you on my platform, I'm like, how, how can I make it happen? I love it. So Thank from you. honoring you as, you know, the Claire Huxtable Award years yes. ago for mm-hmm. serving so well in your wife wife and mother role, right? Yes. Then we put you on the cover of Work Magazine, yes. right? the cover girl. And now you are back to share your wife's wisdom. So I'm excited to have you. I don't know. I guess <laughs> I, I, they say I got some. You got some. Know. You I got some. Seven years in the game for us. Listen, yeah. you not only do you have some, the way that you deliver it is just such a joy. Y'all are going <laughs> to enjoy this conversation, okay? Because, listen, we got to re- go back and find that footage from the Claire Huxtable Award. I, the advice that you gave, the stories you told, your delivery, it was oh just so Lord. amazing. It I was know, amazing. You know when people stop me, like, oh, you said this, you said that. I'm like, what did what I, I say? say? How but I that's how you it? know that it's it's divine, right? Oh, it's yeah. coming through you. I appreciate but before that. we get into the godly word, we're going to play a little game. This oh, ain't got nothing to do with God, first. this game. Yeah, we playing the game Ooh, first. Oh, I need a fan. It's, okay. It got toasty real quick, <laughs> didn't it? It's a little never have I ever game, but it's real innocent. We don't have no no real drinks, no shots. So we're just going to use a little bell, okay? So I'm going to ask you a question or say a statement. Okay. If you've done it. Tap, tap. You're just going to okay. tap the bell. If I've done it, I will ring You're going to tap the bell. Got all right? It. And y'all, these are some real, like, G-rated questions. Please feel oh. free to drop, like, some X-rated ones in the comments. Not for Carly, oh, but for okay. future guests that will be victim. Too, I know my followers. They're they going to be like, wait a, minute, wait a minute. They gonna, so, all right, well, no. feel free. If you want <laughs> to add a few, we can, we can definitely do that. So let's get into it. All right, question number one. Okay. Never have I ever hitchhiked. Never? No. No, I don't. I, people scare me. No. You scared of strangers for real, no, for real. No, I, not, I'm like, I'm very old school. I don't even like Ubering for real. I, I don't like getting that, in the cars with strangers. Okay. Uh-huh. Moving right along to question okay. number two. <laughs> Never have I ever snuck out of my parents' house. Never have I ever snuck out of parents' house. Oh, do we get a story? Do they, no, I did they know you got caught? Did you get caught? No. No, I'm a G, baby. I'm a G. Wow. Oh. But you also had, <laughs> listen, you also had reinforcements. Like, having a twin a had twin. to have been helpful in that my, situation. My sister is sleepy, you know? So, okay. she don't, like, you got to really be like, help me. We doing the thing. She, it's time to do the like, thing. sleep, girl. What? I'm going to unlock the door for you. All right. So, but, but you yeah. was out there. You was outside, outside. I've been delivered. But, <laughs> right, right. We, we're talking to wife life, wife Carly now. Um, okay, number three. Never have I ever been on a blind date. 
mm-mm. You're not no. about that life either, Kylie? No, I have, I've never been on a blind date. Wow. It has never, I, I wouldn't, I would not have been opposed to it, it but I've never, never had been a no. thing. Okay. Never happened. Never happened for me. Okay. And I'm thinking that I know the answer to this, but never have I ever did online dating. Oh, uh-uh. Mm-mm. 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 Question number five is coming from you, Carly. Tell us something we wish we would have known because <laughs> you didn't well, do any other things. On, okay, so online dating, that was kind of like... Like before, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, thinking. I've been with my husband. Like, we met like 10 years ago. Okay, so it wasn't We met really like 10 years ago. So now, I think if I was single now, I would be in online dating. I would probably be out there like kind of have me a little profile here on... Dibbling and dabbling. Um, Talkify. What's that thing? Talkify. Talkify. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I got some friends on Talkify. Like, I would probably do something like that. So you wouldn't but be opposed to it? it? No, I just didn't. You know, I was just out meeting people. Out, so, okay, I so let's that, talk I about, was out meeting people. Let's talk about you being out meeting people, mm-hmm. being the daughter of the media mogul Steve Harvey, right? That has to come with. <laughs> she cracking up laughing. People, y'all, it be your own people. You don't even respect your daddy. Why you just did? Why you just laugh, cracked up laughing you know, like that? My sister just joined in this live, and here she gonna say, "No, she wouldn't. She wouldn't do no online dating. She said I don't like people like that." But okay, Car- I, I would. I really. Brandy would be coming open. to the next to the next interview. Yeah. Okay. So okay, but dealing with the pressures, what I would feel like would be pressure of having this father, mm-hmm. right? How did that affect you being able to to meet men Before organically? Oh, got to join us over on YouTube, y'all. We are logging off of Instagram Live. Come on over. Yes. Join the YouTube um, <laughs> chit-chat on YouTube. But y'all can stay on. I'm going to stay on live, but um, tell your friends. To tell your friends. To get on YouTube. Okay, so, okay, how was it dating being Steve Harvey's daughter? Well, the thing about it is um, I really, I didn't, I didn't think about it. You know, because when you have a parent who my dad has been on television since I was like probably like around 10 or 11. Mm -hmm. And then he was doing Showtime at the Apollo back in the day. And so when he ended up going on television, doing like the Steve Harvey show and things like that, um, you know, I was in middle school. Mm -hmm. Like I was probably like in middle school and then he was very popular in high school. So it was kind of like a part of my life I didn't really think about. I didn't have to like go into it. I was always very, um, very discerning about Mm -hmm. people that I spend Mm -hmm. my time with though. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I was always very conscious of Uh, People who could be potentially users or people who um, had ill intentions. So Mm -hmm. I always had a very uh, a clear spirit of discernment. And when I was around people or engaging in dating. And so that was where I was. But it wasn't difficult to meet people because a lot of people growing up in Cleveland, like they knew me. They knew who I Mm -hmm. was. They knew my dad. You know, when I was in elementary school, my dad would drop me off at school, you Mm -hmm. know, sometimes. So it wasn't a thing. You know, I think when I got to college, it became came more of like a oh shit her day mm-hmm. the pressure of yeah oh man you can't talk to her and i'll be like okay but i feel like <laughs> a man who is like bold enough and secure enough in who he is he's not even scared he's mm-hmm. not thinking about that he's like if he has an attraction to me and wants to be with me all that other stuff seems to be like that doesn't even come into play right. you know because he's like if this is divine if this is what we're trying to do I can't focus on your daddy. Right, like, right, what right. he about to do? That's he not what I'm here for. He ain't in here. He 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 ain't he ain't hopping in on so this. So is it one of, not hopping in on <laughs> this? <laughs> he ain't about to be so listen, here. is this one of those things where it's like this may have been a conversation with other guys and they kind of eliminated themselves, but when you know, you know, like you you didn't have this conversation with your husband. You didn't have these concerns, these thoughts, mm-hmm. these he just came in and was bold enough and yeah. confident enough to not think twice about it. Yeah, and anybody that I, was, I had ever been in a serious relationship with, I never even thought. That was never even a thought. Um, but my husband, when I met him, he had met my dad before I even knew who he was. Mm-hmm. So, so my, tell that story. Okay, so when I first met Ben Raymond, uh, Ben <laughs> Raymond, you know, I always call him his full name. Uh, but when I first met Ben Raymond, it was interesting. He had been a sponsor at our family's mentoring camp in Dallas for years. So um, when the mentoring camp started in like 2009, 
Uh, he had been coming as a sponsor. He knew my sister. He knew everybody. I had never even met this man. Mm-hmm. I had never laid eyes on him. And so when I saw him in 2012, for the very first time, he was coming out of a meal tent, our meal tent, and he was super tall. You know, my husband is 6'5". So just a little, you know, my I thought he was a basketball player at first, you know. And a little bit in me was like, oh, he ain't play ball? What do you do? You know, I'm like, hi. <laughs> you know, like, all right. You know what I'm saying? But he was just tall. He was just tall. You know, he was tall. Um, but I definitely automatically and plus it was like athletes on the property that day. We had done like a camp, like um like a camp uh-huh. right? it was athlete day, I used to call it. But um so I met him coming out the tent and I asked my sister, I was sitting right next to her, I said, Oh my god, he is cute, who is he? And Brandon was like, Who being? Like, who being? I said, well, what does being do? She's like, girl, really? And he was with a sponsor, a big company. I'm going to say the name because he he left them. So uh, I won't say the name that he was with at the time. But um, he was with one of the with a big company. And my sister was like, oh, I think he like a little like he might be a little corny for you. <laughs> That's what my sister said, right? And so I saw him. I was initially like, just look. I was like, "Oh my God, he is so handsome." Well, we ended up talking, and then he said to me, um, "He said, um, oh, you host, you like host things. I have a foundation here in Dallas. Would you be interested in hosting a uh, something for my foundation?" I said, "Okay, are you paying?" <laughs> I don't do free. We're not playing I no said, games. I don't do free. He's like, of course. Well, did you think that he was flirting with you? No. You thought it was just straight? No. Okay. No. Because okay. when when we initially started talk, like first, like our first interaction after I thought he was cute, it was, I didn't feel like it maybe was like an initial like love at first sight mm-hmm, chemistry. Mm-hmm. I, he started talking. I was just like, mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, I wasn't dating my potential then. You know what I'm saying? I think like what were you uh, dating? Like what was your life? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I was very much in the thug. You know, like, um. So I really wasn't dating before delivered. Mm-hmm. Before you were delivered, I don't think I was really, you know, walking in my in the full gift mm-hmm. of who I could be. Mm-hmm. You know, so you didn't recognize that he might have been that gift. You know what? I just thought he would be a great friend at first. At first, I thought, oh, he's super nice. I think he might be a great friend. Well, then when he um he ended up hitting me up. And he was talking on the phone. And at the time, I was doing hair. I was a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to work. And I was late for work, y'all. I was late for work. And I said, can you put this in an email? I was like, I was like, can you put this in an email, please? Because I just don't, I don't have the time. I can't talk right now. I'm, like, trying to get to work. I was standing in my kitchen. I would never forget it. And he said, okay. So he said, oh, I'm going to be in Atlanta. Let's have a meeting. Mm-hmm. I said, Okay. So he ended up coming to Atlanta, and we ended up, um, he made reservations. We went to dinner. He, I said, well, he said, can we go to lunch? I said, I don't have any time available. The only thing I have on my schedule is dinner. He said, okay, fine. He made dinner reservations, and we talked about this event for like 10 minutes, and then the rest of the time. It was a date. I was like, oh. I was like, he is going to make somebody a really good boyfriend. Mm. And I still was not like, maybe he's not for me, right? And, um... He been in t- he was in town for the weekend. We ended he ended up asking me. He called me the next day and he said, "Can we go out again?" I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Oh, I know you like you bougie. You want to go somewhere bougie?" And I said, "No." I was like, "Wherever." He was like, "I want to go like a you got like a little Mexican spot." I said, "Oh, I got the perfect mm-hmm. spot." So I took him there and we ended up chatting it up again. He was just he was just the ultimate gentleman. So nice. So I was like, oh my God, this man is so cool. How could my sister ever think that this man could be corny? He is not. He is Liddy Liddy. Liddy Liddy Lit, right? <laughs> he was so cool. And so we just started a friendship before we even started dating. So how did you not friends on him? Because he was so cool and so nice. Because from my experience, same exact experience of this is a good man. Uh-huh. You know, like, I'm not necessarily knowing if he's going to be my man, but he is a good yes. man. Like, this mm-hmm. conversation is so good. He's listening to all of the things. And I know for a lot of women who are dealing with trauma, they're used to toxic behavior, they're used to being mistreated and abused, mm-hmm. they run at the first sight of, oh, my God, this is a good man, because it sometimes is, I don't know if I'm 
ready for this good man or I don't know how to receive this good man or I don't know. Mm. So were you ever met with that part of it? Like, how did he not end up getting friend zone because he was too good of a man? Because you, like the thug life, like, no, like you said. No, but you know what? Even with that, I still liked a really good person. Like, okay. no matter what their life choices were, I still was attracted to a very genuine... A gentle um, gangster. Yeah, like a gentle giant. You gotcha. know, hard exterior, but still, like, very loving and kind and treats you very well. Like, I was still attracted mm-hmm. to that, right? But when I met Ben... I never thought that something could ever be too good to be true for me. I never believed that something was ever too good to be true for me. I believed that I was deserving of every good and perfect gift. Mm. I was deserving of it. I was worth it. And so I never looked at someone coming into my life as it being this thing of like, oh, girl, he too good. I know he going to do something. Something Mm -hmm. ain't right. No, I just believed that because of me knowing who I was and me understanding like, all the things, not whose daughter I was, mm-hmm. but because of who I was, just how I walked and talked and carried myself and had an understanding of life and had my own perspective and had my own understanding of what I wanted, mm-hmm. I knew what I was worth. So when he presented himself as being all of these great things, I didn't necessarily think in the on the front end, oh, this could be my man, but I was never going to throw him or cast him to the side to say that the possibility isn't there. Mm-hmm. I just wanted an opportunity to get to know him better i wanted to offer the opportunity to get to grow with him a little more and to see what his intentions were you know and so um because my husband had been married before so i wanted to make sure like okay are you entering this like i'm cool with you mm-hmm. you know if you need to sow your wild oats and you need to have take a little time moment, take yeah. your time i won't i i'm not i'm not gonna hold you up i'm mm-hmm. not gonna demand anything right. from you that you aren't able to give i was just like i want to have a good time mm-hmm. and so in me having a good time, a lot of things grew from that. But I was just open to having a good time. She was open to have a good time, y'all. So the 90-day rule that your daddy talk about, was that before, was that, when was that in your life? Because oh, I just feel I, like You know, that, that's not applicable for me. That's not applicable for why me. Why is that not applicable? Um, Because I think that um the choice to have sex or be intimate with someone is your choice. I agree a thousand it's percent. It's your choice. I don't think that a time frame or um, I have to have this many outings with the dates with this person. Mm-hmm, I have to go or out wait this till you circle this date on the calendar. Or here's 90 days. Well, if I'm feeling frisky, baby, I'm feeling frisky. You know, I might, you know, I like she said nine like days, me. baby. It could yeah. be. It could be. Listen. It could be. The possibilities are there. It's there. It's there. I just, I don't adhere to that because I think that that's a choice that you have to make for yourself. And I think there have been couples who have had sex on the very first date and, and had a long, prosperous, wonderful marriage and relationship. And I think it's people who've waited two years mm-hmm, and have mm-hmm. had a shit show of a marriage. Yeah, this is fact. So I don't think that that has any bearing the time frame on when you have sex. I don't think it has a bearing on uh, the level of success mm-hmm. or um, a joy in your relationships. I just don't think it has a... I think, it's, I think it is great for for people who are looking for that type of advice. Mm-hmm. But I don't think for me, that advice, I did not adhere to that advice. <laughs> no, I did no. not follow that part. It was not script. for I like- me. I think for all of those people who want to wait and they want to wait till marriage and they want to Do that wait, thing. Do your thing. That ain't for me, baby. You got to know yourself. You have no, so I need to test the drive. You need to test drive the ride. Oh. Drive. I don't want nothing. I ain't seen so, the interior. what about shacking up? Do you need to test drive the living situation? You know what? I, I did what's, what's your advice? Your niece come to you say, Auntie, I'm thinking about, like, I really like this guy. We're thinking about, but, but I think I need to just see what we're really like, you know, like living together. What should I do? And I would say the choice is yours. Mm. The choice is always yours. You know, like what works for me may not work for you. I didn't make the choice to live with my husband. Um, We lived in separate cities until we got married. Wow. Until literally we got married. I lived in Atlanta. He lived in Dallas. Y'all, we got married and I was like moving my shit. Wow. Like literally when we came back from our honeymoon, I was still living out suitcases. When I found out I was pregnant, I literally had like my stuff was still in Atlanta. Okay, so, <laughs> like, so 
I, it's your choice. It, you know, I, it's your and, choice. And, and, it, and every situation is different. It is. Every situation is different. And that's why the cookie cutter things just don't yeah. always. It does don't not like, I don't think relationships are, it can be done. It's not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. I think what works for you may not work for me. And our experiences are different. Like I was very comfortable with living my life in Atlanta and him living his life in Dallas. And when we got married, okay, cool. Like we live together. And now I'm willing to shut down my life in Atlanta because that was a sacrifice I had mm-hmm. to make but until we got married I wasn't willing to make that sacrifice so how long did you date before you got married um we um we met in 2012 we got married in 2015 okay yeah so, so it was we got engaged in 2014 so you did long distance for three years mm-hmm. advice for someone out there that's dealing it with... works how it works if how you often got... were you seeing each other like how did how did you make it work he had a rule Okay. My husband's rule was we have to see each other every other week. In order for me to feel comfortable in this relationship, that was his boundary. That's what he said. That's what he set up. And so because he wanted that, he made it happen. Mm-hmm. He was like, okay, I bought your ticket. Here's your check your email. Here's mm-hmm, your this. Mm-hmm. I booked this. Oh, you're going to be flying here. I'm going to meet you there. And so we were um, very much on the go. So I was always flying somewhere, doing something. And so we had the means to say, I can meet you here. I can do this. So it wasn't a financial strain for us. Versus someone else who may have, you know, maybe limited in their resources. That may not work for them. Like, I'm cool with long distance. I literally, I've had, like, three relationships long distance. And they didn't, it never bothered me at all. Because I could, if you, if you got plane money, I'm cool. You good. You good. If I can get flewed out. If, yeah, baby. We good. If you, if I get flew out, I'm coming. I'm good. Okay, so we, I've, I've heard. I don't know if we were talking to each other, or I was interviewing you, or you were being interviewed, or something. But we had the conversation around those three years okay. in waiting. Okay, and I know. Uh huh. You know, we kindred spirits because uh-huh. the same feeling you had where it was like, brother man, if that clock strikes twelve and I don't have a ring on this finger, <laughs> baby. <laughs> The Facebook status is going to change. The girl about to do, you know, all of the things. And I feel like that is like, I don't know of a relationship where there was never a time, even if it was just a month or two, there is a time where the woman is feeling like, all right, now the clock is ticking. The, my expectations are, you know, what's going on here. So for someone who might be dealing with that and you've successfully worked through, mm-hmm. you know, wondering like, when is the right time? So how did, how did you navigate that? And then, and then the other question is, what conversations did you have or questions did you ask that you were comfortable enough to not go crazy? Okay, well, that's, you know, it's very interesting. Part of me did not go into the relationship um, with necessarily a desire to be married. Oh, I didn't always, to him or period? Period. Okay. Like, I didn't necessarily... You know, throughout my 20s, you know, there are women who and girls who they're constantly planning their wedding day. Right. They're constantly thinking of the dress and the bridesmaids. And, yeah, I want to have a wedding because I want to dress. That but just to dress. when I actually thought about the marriage part, I was like, it scared me a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, it scared me to think about, oh, my God, sharing my entire life with someone. Um, but. What I always knew was if I'm going to continue to be in a long-term partnership, I know what I'm worth. Mm-hmm. And so I will always went into the understanding when, when you know, my husband and I, he had, he had been married. And I said to him, like, look, if this is something that you don't want, I'm okay. Like, I can move on. And I will be cool with you moving on. I'm cool either way. Mm-hmm. But I know that I'm not a lifetime girlfriend. I know that I'm not that though. So So is there another option? Well, shit, I don't know. People doing um what they call it um what they call it um when you live together with stuff. Why is the word escaping me? Um common law. Common law. I mean people do common law. They do all sorts of things. Some people don't have the desire to be married. So when I first I was like, okay, well, I'm not necessarily looking for marriage, right? And I remember I had this kind of, oh my God, it was so funny. So we were standing outside of um, um, a wedding. We're standing outside of a wedding. My dad says, um, me and Ben weren't married at the time. And um, my husband was like standing like close to the valet. And then me and my dad were standing on the side. He said, well, uh, well, well what you and Ben doing? What, what, what you and Ben doing? 
And I said, what you mean? He's like, well, 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 I mean, how long y'all going to keep this up? What, what, what's going on? So then I said, well, we, we fine, you know? And he was like, I said, you know, Dad, I don't even think, I don't even know if I want to get married. I don't even know if I want to get married. I said, because, you know, being be on my nerves sometimes. Like, he be on my nerves. He said, well, what you think this shit is? What you think this shit is? You know? And it was like, do you think you're going to like somebody every day? And he was like, you ain't no little girl no more, Carly. You ain't no little girl. What you going to do? Mm. And I was like, he was like, I mean, it's just that time. You got you to gotta think of your life. And he was like, y'all can be better if y'all marry. Y'all can be better if y'all got a partnership. Y'all can be, be- it's, it, it would be better. And so I walked away from that conversation just thinking like, he was like, y'all going to have to bust a move. You going to bust a move, do something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you going to be with him or you not? Yeah. But y'all ain't going to keep doing this. Like, yeah. oh, we should all be together. <laughs> you know, like, it ain't going to work, yeah. you know? And my family, I come from a very traditional family. You know, very traditional set of values. And, like, you're married, you have a family. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it is, you know? And so, um, so after having that conversation, you know, it changed my perspective of how I thought about my relationship and how I looked at our partnership going forward and what our life could look like if we were married. Mm-hmm. And... You know, from that conversation, you know, Ben was always like, I want to marry you. I want to be with you. But I always was like, I think because I came from a divorce home, because it was always that looming thing in the back of my mind, like, well, this shit ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, this shit might not work. It just might not work. It might not. It, not, it may not be perfect, mm-hmm. you know? And I was so caught up on this idea of perfection and having a perfect relationship. I wasn't willing to think and expand my mind to see that, um that there is outside of the walls of that perfection, there's some areas of growth. There's some areas of healing. There's some areas of stretching. There's some areas of pressing that this person is called into my life to bring forth. Right. And so I wasn't, um, I had to look at it from a different lens of maturity. Mm. And that's really what it was. So initially I wasn't like, oh, I have to be married. But as time starts to go on and after that conversation, it made me think like, well, what could my life be like? Like I knew that I was worthy, but I was like, why am I not giving myself the opportunity to walk in the fullness of what that is, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just had to just, you know, I said, it, it, no matter what, I'm going to take a chance. You know, I'm going to take a chance on something. So you mentioned, you know, coming from a very traditional family. I feel like we don't put enough weight and we don't do enough thinking about, like, our roots. Like, where we came from, what we were raised to believe, what we saw, what we witnessed, what we experienced, all of those things, and how that's impacted the decisions we've made oh, so far. Yes. So if you come from a traditional family who historically, you know, everybody's gotten married, you know, you do things in a specific order. Yeah, they got married and divorced, though. You know, like, okay, let's be clear. Okay. But they, 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 <laughs> the, the intention was there, though. The intention was the there. The intention was right? there. So that could bring pressure yeah. in a good way or a bad way because you think you have to live up to the standard. So that could lead you to not even attempting because I can't live up to what my family has done. Mm-hmm. Or you come from the family that has no standards, no structure. They didn't even <laughs> attempt to do the things. And then that can impact you positively yeah. or negatively because mm-hmm. you're like, I'm going to do things the opposite of what they did or this is all I have to do because this is all that I know. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like coming from a traditional family, coming from a public family, coming from um, your family, how do you feel like you have to put up with like a perfectionist an air of perfection. Like I have to appear perfect because of this standard that other people may be holding me to. Oh, wow. Oh my God. It took me a lot to get around about to that question, but we I got mean, there. Yeah. I think that there is a standard. There is, I think there, because we have been under the microscope at times, you know, mm. there, there is a way in which that they, you know, think that your life is, you know, they think that it's one way, like, Oh my God, they are like the perfect blended family you know they are perfect look at them they show up everyone's smiling everyone looks great oh my god look at everyone dressed so nice oh look at yeah but i think under the under all of that um i think it showed me that i don't i can still show up as myself though Mm. you know and that comes with flaws that comes with um not always saying things the way in which someone else would say them or deem it like 
oh, that's right. That's the right way. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I say a lot of things that can be like, oh, well, that was, mm, was, oh, that stung a little bit. You know, that had a little heat to it, you know. But I think coming from my family, it shaped me in a way. Like, even with my mother and my father, you know, my father is very public and very famous, but my mother... Um, and he's taught me so many things, but so has my mother. You know, mm-hmm. my mother taught me nurture. She taught me love. She ta- she built my confidence and my self-esteem. She told me all the things that I was capable of. We couldn't even say can't in the house. You know, we couldn't grow up saying, I can't do that. She's like, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. And you don't say can't have been here. Um, but also... It showed me the things that I wanted in a relationship and the things that I didn't want in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my mom was that mom who was constantly there. So she she gave me almost like this, like, um, I kind of entered into marriage with this, like, superwoman syndrome at times. You had you know, to do like, all I the had things. to do it all, you know? And then I had to let that shit go. You know, so it's not serving <laughs> me. <laughs> but then, you know, like, my dad, you know, he showed me, like, that hard work and, like, nothing is unobtainable, Mm -hmm. right? But then I also learned what I wanted in a partner from that. You know, like my dad is very like, you take care of your family, you do things this way, you are a protector and provider, you do that. And so I saw this and said, oh, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. I want, you provide? Yes. (laughs) And you can protect? Yes. Okay, (laughs) right? I went into it like that. But also not having my dad showed me like I wanted someone who was going to be there Mm. in the trenches of life, Mm -hmm. you know, with the day to day, not just the not just the provider part of it, but the emotional providing of Mm -hmm. it, the the part that that aches and yearns for love, attention, affection, all of those things that showed me that part because it, it taught me like, you know, I never was hungry for food but i was starving for attention you know i was never hungry for food one thing about mama she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself so if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this mother's day make sure you check out the mega moisture duo from osea malibu because body care is self-care Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. But I was starving for time. I was starving for attention. And so both have its effect. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah, hunger pains, those are real. That's immediate. You feel that. But like the effect of the not having the attention, well, that's like an earthquake. You feel the tremors long after. Mm -hmm. You know, there's an aftershock. And so I wanted to have a relationship where the person, my partner, could be provider, protector. And present. But also Mm. present. Mm -hmm. Like, I needed that part. I needed the part that was there because I'm not a single mom. So I'm not showing Mm -hmm, up to shit mm -hmm, single. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not doing things solo. Mm -hmm. Like, you here, I make sacrifice to show up at the events. You be there, too. Because that's what I wanted to see. Mm -hmm. And so the things that I didn't get, 
I now have to, I make them uh, a priority for the things that I want, need, and desire in my own life. So how do you balance so much to unpack there, but how do, <laughs> how do you balance the, because the superwoman syndrome is really real. Most mm-hmm. of us saw our mothers, yes. even if they weren't struggling, that's even worse to have never seen them struggle. Cause you yeah. think that they held it together and they were able yeah. to do it. And then you start getting older and you like, what the hell? That's what my mama been yeah. doing. You, when I had my son, I literally said to myself at least every day for the first 90 days, like I cannot believe this is what women have been doing. Yes. That y'all just been doing this. Yeah. This is crazy. I thought was so insane. To, to, ha- to have that superwoman syndrome just naturally in us where we feel like we have to do all the things coupled with you coming from a home where you didn't always have that presence. So you, you are overcompensating because you really want to be present, mm-hmm. right? How do you be present for your family, but also present for yourself? Oh man, I number one, I take therapy. I go to therapy. Uh, Ooh, say that I one do. More time. I yes. go to therapy, and I was in therapy um, before my husband and I got married, right? And I, I have told this story before how my husband was like, "I really want to marry you, but I feel like there's some stuff you need to work on." And I was like, tell a story. You know, again. Yeah, but then let's... I was like, my nigga, <laughs> <laughs> you don't think you need to work on something too? Like, <laughs> you showing what, what up, we doing? you're right. imperfect, you know? Um, but what it showed me was it was, he was the catalyst. Like he was the person that opened the door that I could walk through to actually get to therapy. Right. So because, you know, I look at it as like, well, dang, why he saying that? What he talking about? But I was defensive. And knowing I came to the party with a lot of baggage, you know, I was like, mm-hmm, okay. But it was a great start on my journey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the pandemic, I had fallen off of therapy, then the pandemic hit, right? And then I was at home with everybody in my house, and I was trying not to catch a charge, you know. <laughs> trying not to kill everybody, you know? Because being at home, I was like, oh, oh. Losing it. I don't think I like y'all. I thought y'all, you know what I'm saying? I don't think I like y'all. But I, um, it really brought me back to the state of like, I need to talk to somebody. I got to get some stuff out. And so I started going to therapy and I look at it as like such a blessing of going to therapy. But what it showed me, like I thought I had boundaries before. Like I, I read, you know, the book Boundaries like years ago, like, oh, boundaries, so great. Yeah, but then I had to like come back to the fact like, I am not adhering to my own boundaries. Mm. I'm setting up stuff and I'm creating chaos in my own life. Mm -hmm. And so I was angry and upset and I was raging and mad because I have, I'm saying these things, but then I'm, my actions and my words, not following through, you know? And so now what I do, I, I definitely go to therapy. I talk to someone, but I've learned how in therapy, I've learned the language to use. I've learned the words on how to express myself instead of maybe where some people may get silent or some people rage or some people become really passive aggressive and do all these things. I just learned the words to say like, this is what I need. You know, even when it doesn't feel like it's something that may hurt my my partner, even when I feel like it may be something that my husband doesn't want. I'm like, this is what I need. You know, for example, and I don't know, I probably, I don't even know if it's too soon to use this example, but I'm going <laughs> to just go ahead and I bless somebody, you know. But I, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago before spring break, my husband wanted to go out on a date. He was like, oh, yeah, I want to go out. I want to do this and do that, da, da, da. And I was like, yeah, 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 okay, cool. You know, I'm cool with, like, us doing date night. You know, we try and do once a week. We try. We got the, you know, somebody watch BJ or whatever. Um, But if it doesn't happen, it's like every other week. Sometimes it's twice a week. It just depends, Mm -hmm. right? Well, at that time, you know, a couple weeks ago before um, spring break hit, all I was thinking about was, like, I'm going to be the primary caretaker. My son's at home for spring break. Um, so I'm going to be doing a lot of shuffling and moving my schedule around. And then we're going on a spring break trip. So then I'm going to be devoting to my family the entire five days Mm -hmm. that we're out of town with nowhere else to go, but to be with them, you know? (laughs) So I started thinking like, do I want to go out tonight with you? And not in a bad way. And I think, like, I had to be very honest because I know what date night means. Date night means I have to nurture 
someone else. I have to cater. I have to be. I have to show up. And I got to be sexy and get me home. You got to put on. And I got to be like, oh, baby, you know, oh, my God. Yeah, look at you. You're so fancy. <laughs> you know, all of those things. And I was like, do I have the capacity for it tonight? Do I have the capacity for it today? And I had to be very honest. I ended up calling my husband. He was at, you know, at the office or whatever. And I was like, yeah, you know, I know I said yes to date night. But I said, you know, I really don't want to do date night tonight. I said, I would rather do something that feeds me and nurtures me. And that might, I think that was like going out with my sister or like having girl time with my sister or doing something like that. And like, that can be very offensive to your partner. Was it offensive? You know, he said he wasn't, but you know, he brought it up again. You know, I don't know if being watching, he brought it up again. But he said he wasn't offended, ladies and gentlemen. But he did. He did mention it. He did bring it back up. So I knew it hit a nerve, right? But I still had to honor that part of myself that knew, like, dang, there's going to be a lot of sacrifice for mm-hmm. me this week. How can I do something for myself and feed that part of myself that I know needs it? You know, and that can seem very selfish. Like, I'm not the type of person who looks at, like, getting their nails done as, like, therapeutic or, like, a, um, like oh, that's, that's my self-care day. Like, I get my nails drilled on. You know what I'm that's saying? I wear acrylic. Yeah. Like, her doing this, that's not therapeutic. You know what I'm saying? So, I got to think of another way. I do my own hair half the time, so I'm not going to sit and get my hair done. Mm-hmm. So, I have to think of other things that make motherhood and being a wife and all of those hats that I wear, I have to do something that is for me. And mm-hmm. I have to learn how to say this is what I need because that's a part of growing up. My mom never got to say what she needed. Mm. My mom never got to say like, hey, I'm taking a me day. I'm taking a girl. Like I don't ever remember my mom ever going on a girl's trip. I have to this. I don't no, yeah, know my mother to ever go on a girl's trip to be like, yeah, we doing a weekend at the spa with me and so-and-so. Like, what? Yeah, not I don't ever recall my mom ever taking that time. But I also know that she carried the weight of not having time. Mm-hmm. I know she carried the weight of not having all of these other avenues of help and support that I now have the luxury of having and taking advantage of. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said, if I got it, I'm going to take advantage of it. Like, I don't have, I, you know, I had a nanny at one point. That's a very touchy subject for me. Is it, it? We need, that's another episode? That's probably another episode. Okay. Child. That was a real bad, it was traumatic for me. It was very bad okay. experience. Um, Put it on the schedule. <laughs> but... Um, so I am like, I'm such a like hands-on, very involved mom. I, I, I do know my husband is constantly like, okay, you got, you got, you got to get help. Like you can't just be asking your sister and your family like to do stuff. Like we need a person who we pay. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to look at somebody. And then I don't. So I'm very like, and I, I'm, I'm very, um, because I'm so protective of my home life, you know, it, it's very important to me, mm-hmm. you know, so, and, and my son, so I am so protective in that way. Um, so I haven't found anyone after this bad experience I had, but, um, you know, I just want to be able to show a better for myself mm-hmm. and take advantage of the life that I've created. You know, I work hard. I do all of these things. My husband works hard. And I want to be able to say, like, hey, I need time mm-hmm. for me. So speaking of having time, <clears throat> you got married on what day? September 26, 2015. And found out you were pregnant on what day? October 31st, 2015. So less than two months of you enjoying your life as a newlywed. Yes. You had to now start thinking about, I'm going to become a mother. Yes. How did you deal with so many transitions publicly? And, you know, you dealt with them personally, but then they appeared publicly. How Mm -hmm. did you go through those transitions? Because I don't think people realize how challenging those transitions are. It's even... They're, they're challenging even if you're planning for them. Yeah. But when you're not, I mean, you might have talked about it. Your girl talked about having a baby plenty of times, but actually showing up pregnant, <laughs> that was That's not different. a part of the plan. Showing up pregnant is different. That's different. Y'all would have thought I was 16 and pregnant. Right. Me, too. <laughs> Me too. And I'm like, yo, you are grown Baby, as hell. Get you it together. You would have thought they was.
doing an MTV special on Just me when I found out I was pregnant. I said, you are too damn grown. To be acting like To this. be acting yeah. like. Me too. Me your too. whole world just fell apart. I said, what you Like, scared? it's not time for this. Like, girl, <laughs> it's, it's definitely time for this. I said, my sister, y'all, y'all don't even know. When I went to get the pregnancy test, y'all, this is how nutty my ass is, y'all. I, my sister comes to town. We had just moved, got to Dallas, and she had come to town. It was Halloween weekend. I mean, we had just been married, right? So, y'all, I said, oh, my God. I was like, I really think I'm pregnant. Like, y'all, this is a straight-up honeymoon baby. I said, I think I'm pregnant. Oh, my God. So, and then my husband, Brandy, like, that's just the stress. You just stress. <laughs> and, you know, I turned into, like, Olivia from, like, the Cosby show. I know my body. I know my body. You know, I like, I know my body, you know. So... Y'all, I go get the pregnancy. Brittany's like, well, what you waiting on? Go get a pregnancy test. So then I was like, y'all, I'm at Walgreens picking up, like, like my old ass talking about, like, she can't get a pregnancy test. Girl, I'm putting in mascara. <laughs> you was and the then I start, I start putting all this shit with it. <laughs> and then, like, then put it up to the thing. Child, this real child. I did the same thing. That I did the same is thing. not even thinking about you, girl. <laughs> you put that goddamn pregnancy test up there. Child, what was I doing? Just crazy. I had turned into a real nut. So, find out I'm pregnant, right, y'all? And I literally, y'all, I and it wasn't even cute. You know how some people like they present they pregnancy <laughs> test to they man in like a gift box and they like look at they like oh they're like open this <laughs> open this and then they's like oh it's so beautiful and then they cry y'all I was in the bathroom flat ironing my hair and I did like this <laughs> <laughs> look at this and then he was like what is that like what like he ain't never seen one his old ass too he was like mm, what the hmm What's wrong with you? Huh. Huh. And y'all, girl, we styled the style. We was crying. Like, we were, like, really crying. Like, I have, I'm like, what? What are we about to do? Like, what? Like, you're I? not grown. Like, we are not adults. Y'all, y'all. It's shameful. It was a mess. It was a hot mess when I felt. Y'all, I don't even know. It was a hot mess. But we... We had, we just felt like we weren't given enough time mm-hmm. to just kind of just like get in the flow of marriage. We had this idea that oh, our first year of marriage, all we gonna do is travel. travel. We gonna be um, mm. oh, we had on our honeymoon in Bali. We had planned our one year anniversary trip. We were going on a tour in Italy, right? We were like, oh, we gonna work our way down. <laughs> had all the plans. Two weeks doing this. Well, we literally set on the beach in Bali and was like, yo, this is what we doing. And baby, a year later, y'all know we did for our one year anniversary because our son was here. Our son was born. He was a couple months old at that time. My mom flew into town and kept him and we slept. All we did was sleep. Mm-hmm. All these grand ideas of what we would do on our one year anniversary. All we that did was parent sleep. tiredness is different. That's it. We sat on the couch and slept. That's all we did. And y'all, we ended up running up to like Davio's or something mm-hmm, up at mm-hmm. Phipps because it's like down the street. We ran up there to go get something to eat. That was it. That's all we did. Grand plans a year before. That's how your life will change in a year. But we just didn't feel like we were ready to just enjoy marriage. Because of that, did you ever experience postpartum? You know, I really, <clears throat> I didn't feel like I, I I do feel like there was a real effect of postpartum. Like I didn't I didn't really think it was necessarily a depression or something, but I was in a state of mourning. And I mm. will say the state of mourning was for I was mourning my old life. Yes, ma'am. I was mourning Ooh. my old life. I literally in the time that I had gotten married and had BJ. I would, before I got married, I mean, I was on a plane every three days. Mm-hmm. You know, I was working. I was constantly doing stuff. And then my life came to like a screeching halt. And for me, who was used to being on the go, I had no understanding of just sitting in the house. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait. With we, no choice. With like, what? And then like a baby on my all day. I was my I was blown. I just could not even. I had no understanding of the feeling of grief. 
that I would have looking at like my friends living a life Mm -hmm. and like my sister and I we are twins but our lives are not parallel our lives are very different you know she is single and free her level of freedom you know even at that time I had this expectation that because it's my sister, my best friend, my twin, oh, baby. This we, your baby, too. Yeah, we are raising this baby together. Mm-hmm. This is your baby, too. Here you go. Here's our baby. <laughs> like, that's how close we are. I'm like, this is our baby. And then my sister was like, yeah, nah. Bye. I'm not doing that. What? I don't do that. And I was like, you just leaving me? Like, you're leaving me? Like, and I had to, it's a like... a real thing. I had to grieve our relationship and how it changed and how I had an expectation of her mm. to show up for me in a way, and she didn't. And I was like, where's the love you have for me? So we always talk about the, the change of, well, I'm married now, right? So my relationship with my single friends is going to change. And we think about it from that perspective, but we don't ever think about how it changes for... The person who got married, like we can, we can, <laughs> we can easily wrap our mind around a single friend feeling like they're left out now. But you don't often think about the wife feeling like I'm mourning my old life because yeah. even even being a wife, you're mourning your yes, single self, you are. right? Before you were delivered, you're yeah. you're mourning that old life. Mm-hmm. And I think what you just said is a, literally exactly how I would describe like mm-hmm. thinking that you were going to go back to being who you were before you had this baby. I'm just me with a baby now. Yeah. No. no, ma'am. No, it's a. This is a new. It's a whole Your life new. Will never, be, never be the same. But but realizing that is a different type of feeling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like this is real. I don't have mm-hmm. no choice. Mm-hmm. And so going from being free and independent and doing all the things to like literally being locked down, I think is a level of grief that a lot of people yes. are not prepared for. So yes. just you saying that, I know makes somebody feel like okay, it's not just me. No, like, you are not alone. Like I literally. I had to think about, and, and when people say, like, I remember my mom when we were kids, and this is how my mom kept us from um, having sex and being teenage parents, right? <laughs> it's fear. You know, scared. You know, she scared the shit out of me. Thank you. And she said, you know, right now, see, right, what, what happens is, see, you're, you're fun. You will be fun for him. You're fun. You fun, you get to do, you get to go, you get to be, get to show, oh, yeah, I'm fun. But see, when that baby comes, you ain't fun no more. Facts. You ain't fun no more. See, the fun is gone. Fun, fun, gone. Like, And I used to be like, <laughs> okay, well, ma'am, okay, thank you. I'm not having a baby as a teenager. Thank you very much. Because I'm scared. Thank you, the fun, you know. <laughs> But that is how, like, you know, I, you know, you got to kid, raise kids with some fear right, a little bit. Scam a little bit. <laughs> it worked, though. But it did because I always thought, like, dang, like, my life won't be fun anymore. It won't be fun. But having BJ at the time and getting married, you know, at the time that I did, I had more. It wasn't about my fun leaving. I had more to offer him mm-hmm. than if I would have had a child younger. Mm-hmm. I did. Not to say that young mothers don't have anything to offer. That is not what I'm saying. Right. I think if that is your, that is the the task that has been given to you, I say Godspeed. Do what you got to do because that's what we all end up doing at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. We just do what we got to do. Yep. We just do what we got to do, right? But I will say I now offer him a different perspective. I offer him more in the sense of not monetary things, but I offer him a different level of parenting because I'm coming from like, okay, like I'm really in therapy. So I really be trying to talk about my stuff. And even when my son be having a whole ghetto meltdown, <laughs> ghetto, so ghetto. When he be doing stuff, I be like, my God, my God, I'm just trying to keep my hands off you. I just want to keep my hands off you. When I am in that moment, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I, I know that it is from, because, you know, I grew up, you know. Wait, we, pause. What do you do when your kid does bad things? Because I'm starting, like, I got a one-year-old. He acting t- terribly, uh, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. What do you do when your child does bad things? Seriously. Because you know you didn't teach them that. You, do, you Where did they get it from? What do you do, honestly? It depends on the day. It depends on the day. Like, sometimes I'm healed and I'm talking calm. What they saying now? Gentle parenting. Gentle parenting. I'm like, no, that's it. You know, that's Who being gentle? You know. <laughs> you know. So, some days I'm going into it like, oh my, hey, hey now. Hey, guys. Hey, hey, hey. 
hey, come here. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> What's going on? What are you feeling? A lot of big feelings. You got a lot of big feelings inside of you, right? There's a lot of big feelings. Well, those big feelings, you know, I'm trying, right? Get the camera off me. And then there are some days I flip out. You know, I flip out. I flip out and I'm in there acting a whole nut. Baby, we everybody acting ghetto up in here today. Everybody. You meet him where he is. I'll meet you right there. Oh, you want to act up? I can act up too. Wow. So, so it's, I, I'm just learning. I'm just showing up, doing the best I can. And some days it's, you know, that's what I got. You got to do it. It's just oh. not. Like, it's, sometimes it's not. Sometimes I'll be like, hey, man. Hey, all right. Uh, hey, sir. Come here. Come here. Let's talk. Let's, hey, let's calm it down. And I try and get down. I'll be like, all right. And then someday. Does that work? Some, some days. Sometimes. And then sometimes he, baby, he be Master P body body. <laughs> you know, he is a TRU soldier. You know, he is true to the game. Were you true to the game as a child? Yes. yes yeah, yeah. Yes. So I you was, saw like you I, had, I had a coming. try me spirit. Yeah, yeah. I had a try me spirit. My mom says I'm only getting back what I got. What yeah, I got. yeah. She was like, it's hard looking in the mirror. It's she smiled when she said it, too. Right? Yeah, she was like, mm-hmm, 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 was waiting for this day. Mm-hmm. My yeah. son is very quick, very witty. I mean, he comes, his timing is almost like, dang, that is very right. good. But, but what, I, don't say that. Don't say that. Yeah. Yeah. What? Like, you know, he says stuff. That was I'm impressive, like, but don't but be embarrass like, me. Bruh, like, come on, like, show people I'm a good boy. <laughs> right. You know like, what I'm saying? for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Show everybody that we are doing well at home. Like, you know, <laughs> in my head. You know, but that's just my own shit, my own ego. But yeah. It sometimes works. he act a fool. And I, sometimes I act a fool too as a mom. I you do. have to. I cut that's up. Thing, I huh? I'll be like, yep, I'm done. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It'll be like, cut the camera. Cut it. Like, yeah, I'm about to I'm about to go off. So for the mothers, wives, businesswomen out there who feel like, you know, they look on Instagram, they watch these reality shows and they <laughs> feel like all the people got everything together and they're the only ones that no. are falling apart or not figuring it out. What is your advice for someone out there who literally just feels like, girl, this all sounds good. You say your son acting ghetto, but you got it all together. <laughs> like, I, I can't relate to that. What do you say to the woman who just needs a word of encouragement to keep going? I would say, um, you know, it, it it is like that thing where, you know, they always say, you know, Instagram is a highlight reel. It really is. You know, I only show y'all when BJ is is happy and smiling. Look at him, look, he did so well, you know. <laughs> I'm not showing y'all the days, you know, I'm in carpool. Like, some days in carpool, I look cute. You know, I'll be like, oh, look at me. Hey, carpool. <laughs> carpool. Hey, fly. And then some days, I look like... Ma'am, 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 you, ma'am, that they nothing can happen to you. You cannot get out the car. The way you got these socks and Birkenstocks on, ma'am, you cannot. Riding only from this the garage it. to the garage. Yeah, uh-huh. and then they, the carpool administrators open up the door, and I'd be like, hey, 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 how are you? But it's not about having it all together. It's just about showing up as your best. And sometimes, you know, we think that our best is glitz and glam, and it's not. It's showing up loving, present, kind. It's showing up being attentive to where you see that your child's needs are that day because just like they're just a little human, Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And just how you don't want to be bothered some days, he don't want to be bothered either. Like, I know my son be like, I don't want to be bothered with your ass either. <laughs> like, I want up out of here too. <laughs> and I have to recognize that although we want our children to show up um, as these perfect little people, we recognize that we show up flawed every day. And it's accepting that and knowing like every day is not gourmet meals. Some days, Meals are drive through. Some days you showing up as your best is going through the drive through. Really? And giving them. Yes. See, see, I thought mm-hmm. you'd be chefing it up. I did. You know, when I was at home with my son, when I first got married, I was cooking every day. Well, I run a business. I have a team of employees. I don't have time to do chefing meals every day. Did you feel bad about that? You know what? There was a part of me that was like, oh, I'm not doing that no more. And then the part was like, bitch, get over it. You know what I'm saying? Get over it. <laughs> Boom. I just we knocked don't... that little bitch off my shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's bigger like, and better. On, Got you. Moving. Sometimes 
meals are throw some fries in the oven and some samosas or something. And it, it may not even look right. But you know what I do? I just put some strawberries on there. I'm berries. And look at it. Oh, look at it. Garnish. Just, put some garnish it around is it. It's beautiful. I cut up a little bit of the crudite. You know, I say, look at these <laughs> fresh carrots. It's carrot sticks, bitch. That's it. <laughs> And just throw them in there, and everything looks colorful. And look at it, and then it takes it equalizes the fries. It just equal. It's just equal. Great equalizer. So I notice, like sometimes your best is just that. It is showing up that way. It is showing up like all I got time for. Okay, I'm good with. Okay, we're dropping out. Okay. Sometimes it's throwing on that that Disney Plus. Don't sometimes it's like I don't really have the capacity right now, but guess what? Disney Plus is parenting exactly. right now. They are babysitting, and I feel great. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's allowing them to be on a tablet. I used to be the mom who, girl, before I had kids, I used to be like, oh, my I kid will not. never. I used to see kids out. I am not gonna have my child sitting at, at this dinner table, table out to girl, eat. Pull that phone out. Who got the phone? Who Baby, got the phone? You logged in. Do you have it? I used to be like, I'm not about to do that. My, my kids going to know how to have conversation with people at the table. And then we start going out to eat. <laughs> we start going out to eat, and then they want to cut up. And then you were like, oh, hell no. Nah. I want to eat in peace. Mm-hmm. I want to enjoy my food without feeling like I want to knock you in the goddamn mouth. So <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring your turn supplies. this tablet on. Yep. And I'm going to be able to engage in great conversation with my husband. There are so many things that we thought we were going to do before it was time to do it. And it's like, sis, you ain't your thought. Which is why you have to give people grace. Yeah. Right? Give yourself grace because you never know where this thing is going. You never know what's around the corner. So. You be the best parent when you don't have no kids. Facts. You the, I mean, you an A-plus parent when you don't got no kids. Got all, the, got all the advice. Mm, mm, oh, my God. Look at oh, I can't it's, believe it. It did sound good. It sounded good, but I think the moral of the story is you get it how you live. You figure it out. You, you make the most of it. Everybody is just trying to figure it out. That's all we doing each and every day. We doing our best to figure out. We getting from point A to point B every day. And we think that everyone's got it all figured out, and they don't. I just have learned to keep my blinders on. When I'm looking at Instagram and I'm looking at all these people like, dang, she really getting it. Mm-hmm. Oh, she really doing it. Oh, dang. she, How she get that? Oh, what she doing? You know what? I started to think back and be like, my time is coming. Mm-hmm. But I got to get prepared. Yep. See, when her opportunity came, she was ready. Mm-hmm. She was ready for whatever God had for her. She was ready for that. So while I'm busy looking at them, I got to get ready for but what, what he I got, got for me. Coming. Yep. I ain't got time to be looking over there, looking at you and looking at your paper and see how you playing this game of life. All I got to do is focus on what I'm doing and say, will I be ready? Yep. Will I be ready when my opportunity comes? Will I be ready when the man knocks on the door for me, for me to take, to walk through that next thing? Am I going to be ready? But I can't get ready looking at somebody else. I can't Girl, get pull ready. the mic off of there and drop I can't. it. I yeah. can't get ready Listen. looking at you. Like, you can't do your makeup in the mirror looking at another about so- You just can't do it. You got to be focused on your eyeliner, this on your that. putting your lash on. Oh, then here go my lip liner. If I'm looking at your face trying to do my makeup, it's not going to look like a goddamn clown. <laughs> but if I focus on me and just do what I'm supposed to do and focus on what I got going on, then, man, everything I got is going to come to me. This is But I can't that. worry about you. I don't got the time. I don't have the time. I ain't got the time. You worrying about you. So listen, Carly, you mm-hmm. you you don't have the time because you're busy being the <laughs> wife, the mom, the businesswoman. Yes. Um, but we do love keeping up with you over on Instagram. I love keeping up with you over on Instagram. When you give us a little glimpse, <laughs> when you give us a little glimpse. So do. don't get too excited. I'm gonna tell her to tell her Instagram, but you ain't gonna see too much. But for the people who do want to follow you on the gram, let them know where they can find I you. I just do enough. Just a I little just bit. Um, at I am Carly Raymond on Instagram. At I am Carly. Carly Raymond on Instagram. And uh, yeah, you can just follow me there and see what's going on. I put something in my story every now and every again. Every now and then. And put a little thing up every now and again. But you're definitely going to be back. Okay. We're going to have to bring Brandy back. Listen, okay. the two of them, we're going to need more than an hour because they, they cut up. <laughs> 
Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing Podcast. Share this episode. Like, yes. comment, subscribe. Like. I'll see y'all fun. next week. Thank y'all for joining in on IG. We appreciate y'all. Girl, hey, I hope you enjoyed that video. This channel is all about encouraging you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you'll be notified when the next video drops. And comment below and let me know what you want to see on the next video. Peace out. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.